you are not enough. You are not enough. This is something that we all realize as persons, and then especially as parents, a truth that we are not enough, which is a devastating truth that can take us in one of two directions. I'll give an example as a spiritual father not feeling like I am enough and coming to terms with that being okay. First, in seminary, I was not okay with it. I realized four years in, two years away from ordination, that there's just going to be a lot of people in the parish that are going to be holier than me. Lived it long enough to know that there's plenty of people holier than me now, and it probably won't change in the future. And so I met with the rector of the seminary to tell him this, feeling like I was stuck in seminary formation, like I wasn't I don't know if I could be ordained knowing there's just going to be a lot of people that are better than me and that how am I supposed to be a spiritual father and offer something to them knowing I am beneath them. And he said, pray to St. Joseph. Pray to St. Joseph. I didn't know what he meant by that. And I think by grace, I would just spend the first 30 minutes of my holy hour with a cup of coffee in front of a St. Joseph statue outside And for two years, pretty much the only thing that I said to St. Joseph, and I felt like he was saying to me, was, yeah. Yeah. And what I mean by that is I came to recognition St. Joseph is the head of the Holy Family. But he is the least in the family. If there's a mess in the house, it's probably Joseph. You know, he is the head of the Holy Family, but he is the least. And yet, St. Joseph's knowing that he is not enough does not lead him to despair of his ability to be a father. It allows him to entrust Christ and his wife Mary to the Father. And so that, tr- that truth that can take us in two different directions, you are not enough, I want to talk about those two directions. As specifically from the vantage point of being a parent and then just being a member of a family. Because we are not enough in ourselves as parents, we know that someone else has to help us raise our children. And it can be two powers, the world or God. But I'd like to talk about how we get the world to raise our children. Again, you are not enough. That scares us. It scares me still sometimes. It makes me want to grasp for control and then give it up when it's too much. But the world and the devil tell us, oh, you're not enough? That's a problem. There's something wrong with you. And because there's something wrong with you, maybe you can't be a good parent. For fathers, it often looks like discouragement and despair and just being generally checked out of the family by saturating themselves with a bunch of media, TV, pleasure, whatever else it is. And because feeling like I can't be good at this, I might as well go be good at something else. 
That's what it often looks like for fathers. And then for mothers, it often looks like, well, because the father feels checked out, I want to be a helicopter parent. I want to be the father and the mother. And so I am going to be overwhelmed and nag. And there's going to be a lot of unnecessary stress and yelling in the home. Because we are not enough, the world tells us, there's something wrong with us. There's something wrong with us. Then it's time to feel like a bad parent. But how is it then that after the either being overwhelmed or the being checked out, that the world comes in to help us raise our kids. The world recognizes a truth maybe that we don't recognize about family. It's the building block of society. Without the family, there is no society. And so the family is a powerful institution. There is at least one man, historically, who recognized this well. He's a 19th century German philosopher. He is known as the father of communism. His name is Karl Marx. Karl Marx saw that if he wanted to create his kind of utopia in which everyone had equal outcome, then he needed to dissolve what we now call the nuclear family. He needed to make sure that these rich families weren't raising their kids and keeping the money within the family, but rather that the government would raise the kids so that they would receive this kind of new communist doctrine. And so the way in which he would establish power within the communist realm is to dissolve the nuclear family. And before that, And since that, there have been many different movements that have happened. You could call him not his pupil, but his pupil's pupil, I guess his grand pupil or grand student, um, whose name is slipping my mind, but whose idea was the sexual revolution. That not by dissolving with force, but by dissolving by introducing this idea that Um, the sexual revolution could provide for people this new kind of liberation and freedom that would liberate them from the family structure and after that then dissolve the family and since then it's taken the form of consumerism today consumerism and I say consumerism because um For an example, the corporation of Walmart has more money than the country of Spain. And so corporations now have this new found power, whether it's through lobbying or just through our ability to purchase from them and then give them more power. It's more of a kind of soft control. And that soft control looks like this. I have a good dad. I have a great dad. I'm incredibly grateful for him. But as a millennial, I can honestly say that there was another power raising me. The brief example is this. We were at my dad's camp this week, me and some priest friends. We always take a trip after Christmas. And he always comes at some point. 
And my friends always kind of give me like a hard time. He's like, I just wish you could sound like your dad. Because my dad has like this accent that I don't have. And the reason, and it's kind of a sad reason why a lot of parents no longer sound like their kids, is because like every other millennial, I was raised by MTV. I was raised by Comedy Central. I was raised by Cartoon Network. Raised by whatever other thing that was on the television. And, and with my dad, of course, he's the father of two priests. He's a, he's a decent dad. But we often allow, whether it's the TV, the iPad, whatever other thing, to fill in time because parents feel overwhelmed to raise the kids. And then we can eventually get into a position where we don't want to be, where parents or other family members or siblings no longer like each other. We kind of look and you're like, man, what did I do? My family is addicted to whatever other media platform, whatever other thing, and we don't communicate anymore. It's a sad and scary place to be. But while that might be the ending point of how the world will raise our kids, we have to talk about the starting point. Why we didn't want to allow God to help us raise our kids in the first place. Why we don't entrust our kids to God. And it's not rocket science. The reason is because we don't entrust ourselves to God. But if we don't entrust ourselves to God and live a life of comfort, then we start to lie to ourselves as parents and say, well, the best thing I can do is not allow my kid to suffer. The best thing I can do is to allow my kid to be comfortable. And the one thing that we know is certain in this life is that we will all suffer. And we're all going to be uncomfortable. Joseph and Mary know this very clearly. They live it. Of course, they are about they are the holy family they're the most perfect family that you could imagine and still they know that they are not enough they must entrust their son the christ to the father and this entrusting looks like this in the gospel they bring him to be presented to the lord to be offered consecrated to him and then Simeon tells Mary that this child will be the sign of contradiction for many and that a sword will pierce her own heart. Basically, your son is going to die and you are going to suffer. And she has to accept that from the very beginning. When we bring our children to be baptized, we're saying that they live their life in Christ now. That they are going to suffer and die with Christ and rise with Him. And we're okay with that. Because we have to accept that ourselves. But it's very hard to accept if we despair of being holy. If we say that I can't be holy, then it's hard for me to want that for my kid. But we can leave behind comfort and pursue greatness in Christ. In conclusion, because 
the Father desires to be the Father in each one of us, and we can entrust ourselves to Him. To quote John Paul II, because we know that we are not enough, he says that you are not the sum of your failures, but you are the sum of the Father's love for you. You are not the sum of your failures, but you are the sum of the Father's love for you. And so, because he desires us to be one with him, and while he will guarantee suffering, he will also guarantee eternal happiness, we can entrust ourselves and our families to the Father from whom all good things come.